Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Good morning to you, Blue Lights. You've been sending your opinions to me. Uh, They are mixed. I'm going to be speaking to two very central characters involved in Blue Lights in just a moment. It's been a month. Two more months of probation left. How do you feel it's going? Do you want to know how I think it's going? Not very well. At least try to act like police officers. So how was your day? Well, you know. The usual. I just have to report it as it is. We've had 10 people give reaction, uh, three of them negative, seven of them positive. That's a 70% positive rating. I wonder will Declan Lawn, the writer, settle for that. Uh, Declan, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Declan, I'm going to give my opinion on it, as I did earlier. And it's not just because you're a former journalist, now screenwriter, who's appearing on my radio program. I sat down and watched it last night, and I was giving it, uh, when they asked me this morning for a rating, a 9.1 out of 10. I I thought it was excellent. Thank you very much, Frank. What happened the other not not point nine? Well, you see, I'm waiting a minute to, <laughs> to just for the for it to bed in, and and I yes, suppose yes. I suppose Could I have to next week, yeah. yeah, I have to leave space for questions. And one question would be you do, you probably do. you know the idea of depicting West Belfast as if cop cars go to West Belfast, people will throw stones and eggs at them. Uh, you know yeah. that, that that I know yet that's dramatic effect, but most police cars who go to West Belfast don't encounter that. Yeah, that's true. Um, it doesn't happen most of the time, but uh, it can happen. Um, and there's a reason in the series, as the series progresses, where you find out why it happens in that area. And it's because the local crime family have this this iron grip, and they've basically poisoned the community um, against all outsiders, not just the police. And we delve quite deeply into that um in later episodes, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, it's not the case that every time a police car goes into particular estates, you know, there there's a, a mini riot. Um, but it certainly is the case, having spent quite a lot of time um, with police over the last couple of years, that there are areas where it is they still have to really think about going. Um, there are areas where they have to always go in with a cover car. They have to always, you know, park and place themselves in such a way that they can get out quickly. And there are places where uh, they can still encounter hostility quite quickly. You know, so it can go from zero to 100 within 10 or 15 minutes. So that is all, you know, that is all based on testimony from real officers. But yeah, you're 100% right. Not all the time and not every place, not at all. 
Yeah, we, and of course, it is a story. We need action. We need drama. That's why we watch uh, television. For people who aren't familiar with it or haven't seen it, uh, what I, from last night, here's how I would uh, sum it up. You know, the spotlight seemed to go on four young officers, a naive one, a feisty one, a, a mature, sympathetic one, and a, a slightly cardly uh, one. And the, the mentors, you know, the older officers were quite cynical. There's a bit of dark, dark humor. Uh, the, the shooting of it, I thought, was brilliant. You know, I really loved all the, the imagery in it. Um, the the storyline, to me, as you were introducing characters, was, was very strong. I, I thought what the, you know, I, I got to know those four officers in the, the short time that the, the film was, was running. And the, the crime gang types there, you know, John Lynch, you know, that sinister look, uh, playing the, the, the part of the, the, I suppose, the crime gang godfather type chap. MI5's involvement, you know, the insensitive middle management of the senior officer in the police station. It, it, it was, it was gripping. It, it was gripping. And, you know, for, to, to write the like of that, you have nothing to prove, Declan, obviously with Salisbury poisonings and the, the awards you, you won for that. But how much of a challenge is it to write it for the PSNI or to depict the PSNI, to write it for a Northern Ireland audience? And, you know, you know, we don't suffer fools here. We, we will criticize no. if we need to criticize. Oh, totally. Uh, I was conscious, and Adam Patterson, who I wrote this with, was conscious from the moment we said we're going to do a Northern Irish cop show, um, that we were putting ourselves out there. I mean, we live here, uh, and you know, we'll, we'll always be living here. And uh, of course, it's a it's a risk. The, the easy path would be to say, well, let's do a, a period drama set in Victorian England or something. But we thought, what's the point of being a writer if you're not? willing to interrogate your own place and your own culture and your own society. We, of course, had been investigative journalists here. I I was at BBC Spotlight for 16 years, um, and I've kind of really devoted my life to trying to understand this place. So so we just thought, look, let's just go for it. You know, we had the chance. The BBC was kind of positive about us doing another show. We only wanted to do a cop show if we could kind of uh, turn the genre upside down, really. We, we just thought, let's not have detectives who know exactly what they're doing and who are heroic because they're so professional um, and so wise. We just thought, actually, let's just look at the cops who don't really have a clue what they're doing, who have only been in the job for four weeks. So, all, look, all of that feeds into it. But in answer to your question, like writing a pilot episode of anything is enormously challenging because all of the stuff you outlined there has to go in it like you have to introduce and build the world and introduce people to all of your characters and so it is it's technically as a writer it's it's a challenging thing to say here's a world here's the characters here's the storyline but you know that's that's why i do it i I love those kind of challenges and and i'm glad it you know for most people it seems to have paid off last night that they you know they feel that they're kind of they're in that world now of course, you'll be compared to others that have gone with the same genre here in Northern Ireland, whether it be Bloodlands or Line of Duty or The Fall or Hope Street. Yeah. You know, the, the, people have an opinion on each and every one of those and they'll say, I love that one, but I detest the, the other. So yeah. h- how long will you need with Blue Lights to convince, say, the 30% or the three people out of the 10 who have a dissenting voice about it, that it is worth a, a good watch? So, so here's the thing, like, um, whatever you make on television, um, if it's going out to millions of people, there's going to be uh, a small, you know, or a cohort of, of people who just don't like it. 
you know, there's people who don't like Line of Duty or Bloodlands, there's people who, you know, are not going to like uh, Blue Light. It's, uh, and it would be a pretty sad world if, if everybody, you know, liked the same thing. And so I welcome the dissent and the criticism. I, I actually think, um, you know, it's been overwhelmingly positive, obviously. But the people pointing out things they don't like is extremely instructive to me as a, as a writer. So I would say, um, I suppose, you know, I don't think, uh, I, I think there's always people who are not going to like anything. Um, and yeah, and in short, I think that's fine. In, in fact, uh, I think it's good. Yeah, I must say, you know, I'm looking here at Jason, who's in Eastern Bartonshire, and he's listening to the program, and he says, uh, watch Blue Lights here in Eastern Bartonshire last night on BBC Scotland. Uh, superb acting, relevant plot lines, enjoying recognising filming spots in my native Belfast. We'll be watching more. So th- there are quite a few people saying something similar to that. And in particular, the standard of acting, because no matter how well you write the story or how gripping the story is or how much of a knife edge you leave us with, as you did last night, you know, that, that sort of cliff edge where you're, you're wondering what's going to happen to that, to that officer who lives in that house. You're, you need the actors to be top drawer. And you didn't seem to have any weak links on the team last night at all. So I had never really worked with Northern Irish actors before because everything that um, Adam and I had done previously had kind of set or based in, in England. And honestly, when, I, when we wrote this show, um, and it's a big ensemble uh, drama, I think there's something, like over the six episodes, there's something like 70 speaking roles. And we, uh, to be perfectly honest, had a conversation after we'd written it saying, here's the thing, are there enough good local actors to pull off all of these roles really well. And, and thankfully, the answer was absolutely. I mean, the depth of acting talent here, once we started to dig into it and do auditions, is astonishing. And there are people, you know, there were three or four people in for, uh, you know, came down to the last three or four for every role. Incredible depth of talent. Uh, and I was very gratified to see that. Yeah, but surely not everyone's from Northern Ireland that's in it, or are they just such good actors that they've totally con- confused me? Because I-, I was convinced that s- some of those stars were from across the water. That's right, yeah. So um, Grace, obviously, who is uh, the lead, played by Shanbrook, uh, is English. Sandra Cliff, who is a custody sergeant, uh, is English. And uh, again, in episodes two and three, you find out why Sandra um, has found herself working in a police station in Belfast. Um, so yeah, there are um, there are a few characters who are uh, who are not from here, but overwhelmingly the vast majority of the cast are all all local actors. Well, Douglas, I'm certainly recommending it to people. Sit down and watch it either Thanks. the traditional way on the telly or get yourself the iPlayer. And are all the episodes on the iPlayer, can I watch all of it tonight? Yeah, they're all, they're all there, Frank. Yeah, everything's up there now, so people can can binge it if they wish. Lovely, lovely. Listen, congratulations on it. I, I think you should be very thank proud you. of it, and th- thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. Thank, thanks a million. Thanks for having me. That's one of the writers there, Declan Lawn, and he made reference to the acting team, and a lot of you are praising the actors, including Hannah McLean, who's available for a conversation with us. Hey, Hannah, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for coming on the program. Now, uh, last night I was watching, I made reference to the naive officer, the feisty officer, yeah. the mature, sympathetic one. Um, I presume you played the cardly one. 
yeah, I can I can guess which one I was. Yeah, <laughs> the cardly Jen. Yeah, and and you know, there's there's something slightly sinister about you. From the moment you spoke on the screen, I didn't like your character. You know, you, you're going to be the the hate figure, I suppose, in the police station. Yeah, she 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 isn't likable. <laughs> it's true. Um, I think the first episode kind of scratches the surface of who she is, and and you know what's wonderful about Adam and Declan's writing is they've they've created this really multi-layered character and over the sixth episode you start to see more of her and, and, and why she's behaving the way she is and you know you're right she's she's terrified and um, she's just making bad decisions and behaving badly to try and cover up how scared she is and, and try and find easy out, easy way out to situations. Yeah, I was trying to work out because it said in the the program last night, you know, one of the characters said that you your mother or your father or someone was someone important, and then you disobeyed the sergeant, yeah. and I thought, you know, is she your ma or have we to wait to find out who is the person who is more important than everyone else in the in the drama? Well, I think I do think it's mentioned. You haven't met her yet, but. So my mother is the chief superintendent. All right, right, right. Well, um, well, well, and I think a lot of the rookies think, oh, she's, you know, she's a bit of a nepple baby. She's she's got in because of who her mum is, and she's not actually good enough. Yeah, you play, yeah, if you don't mind me saying it, because I don't want to reveal too much of who your mom is, because I haven't found that out yet. But the, the point is, you, you play that sinister role very well. As, as do your colleagues, whether it's the, you know, the, the feisty young, uh, police officer taking the punch in the mouth, or the, the young fella who's incredibly naive when he stops the MI5 agents, or indeed this uh, mature, sympathetic former social worker who involves herself and then, uh, finds that maybe she, she's overstepped the mark. There's just something about wanting to see the rest of the, the, the programme. How, how enjoyable was it to work on actually on the streets of Belfast to get it filmed? Because I, I did come across your team filming once and I had to pull my bicycle in while they ran a car up and down the street. I, how, how enjoyable was it working on the whole project? Oh, it was it was incredible, Frank. I mean, I lived in London for a while, so you know, first and foremost, a big draw for me was to get home and work at home and not only that be working on something that is made by northern irish people predominantly northern irish cast and crew um and get to spend time at home you know i was there for four and a half months in the end and um i think we all just had such a great rapport um good crack even if when you're doing the kind of intense scenes or technical stunt scenes we're, we're always having a laugh and you know, looking out for each other and it was just a really good bunch well that's important to hear and by an incredible director mm-hmm. yeah it is important to hear that you're enjoying it and also that the direction is good our line isn't fabulous Hannah but congratulations on it I'm recommending it without hesitation and th- thanks for coming on the show Thank you so much for having me. Take it, care. It's a pleasure. That is Hannah McLean, who plays Jen Robinson in the series Blue Lights. Uh, give it a watch. I think you'll like it. Uh, this is the U105 phone in.